Hi and welcome to SCL, the subject, composition and light photography podcast. My name is Rob from robnofoto.com and this is my little audio diary about my journey through the wonderful world of photography. Well, I hope everybody's had a fantastic Christmas and are looking forward to the new year. We finally made it, everybody, SCL episode 250. I know I've crammed a few in over the last few days and I hope you forgive me, but I kind of wanted to get to this uh, halfway to 500 um, mark, if you like, um, it kind of fires me up for the for the year ahead for 2015 to hopefully maybe maybe get SEL back on a weekly schedule. But I don't know. I don't know. I, in my job, I kind of I work um, six days a week quite often. Um, it just once every two weeks kind of fits in with my kind of schedule. Um, you know, with all the chores and all the stuff I've got to do do quite well so I hope you'll bear with me with that yeah so I hope everybody got what they wanted for Christmas um I got the little SJ4000 action cam that I've already been talking about well I got it a little bit before Christmas and I got something else a second-hand camera bag just before Christmas as well which I'll tell you about in a bit um so I thought it might be quite interesting I don't know to share some of my favorite gadgets for the last year um, and remember, you can always email me or put comments in the, over at rubnowphoto.com or over on the Flickr group about what your favourite gadgets of 2014. But I would definitely have to start with my Canon 600D or uh, Rebel T3i, as it's called in America, because I got that camera last Christmas, Christmas 2013, and I don't know, this this year I've I've taken a lot of photographs. I probably haven't taken as many photographs as the year before, but I've used the camera a lot more mainly because of its capabilities for video as well. The sheer number of videos I've been able to put up over the last year has mainly been due to, to the, the, the 600D T3i because it's so easy to use, the files are so good and even though my YouTube videos have still got a long way to go in terms of quality, in terms of lighting and things like that, um, overall I think they're much better and it's kind of encouraged me to record more things you know more reviews tutorials guides so that, that sort of stuff so Canon 600D that's been very very good indeed and to kind of go along with that I'd have to say that the the 40mm 2.8 pancake lens that I got free with it from Amazon um, has been a favorite gadget of mine as well over the last year because it kind of made me look at the world in a different way you know I mean I had prime lenses for years you know the 50 1.8 the nifty 50 and various m42 lenses that I use with an adapter on my on my 350d and then my 600d but doing the review of the 40mm 2.8 and then doing like a comparison review of the 40 to the 50 and you know having to use primes again and seeing that when I've used a prime, the number of keepers I get from a photo walk goes up. You know, the number of photographs I like. Because, I mean, I think it's because having a fixed focal length, especially a longer fixed focal, focal length, like on a 40 or a 50, which on a crop sensor camera makes those lenses telephoto, you know, so they're not wide angle, they're not even standard. You know, a 40 is more like a... You know, a 65 and a 50 is more like a 75 or almost an 80. Um, it means that you can't take as many postcard-type shots, you know, where you get everything in. A good example would have been when I was down at the Submarine Museum. If I'd had my wide-angle zoom with me, I'd have just set it to 18 millimeters, and then I could have got the whole of the submarine in and the whole of the buildings and all this sort of stuff, nice and easy. And that's the shot I would have probably taken. 
but because I only had the 40 or the 50 with me, it means that you, you can't take that shot. Well, well, you can, but you've got to do a panorama, you know, and who wants to do lots of panoramas all the time? It forces you to look at the scene in front of you and select the most interesting part of it. And then you take that picture. And I think automatically you end up with more interesting photos because if you think the majority of people who've got SLRs or DSLRs or you know mirrorless cameras and stuff, the majority of them are out there shooting with a kit lens, aren't they? And the majority of us, and this includes me as well, when I'm shooting with my kit lens, I tend to be quite wide with it. So if you use a lens that forces you to go telephoto to select bits of the scene instead of just going wide all the time, almost automatically you'll end up with more interesting photos. So yeah, 40mm 2.8, love it. Incredibly quiet lens, makes your camera um, a lot less, uh, it makes, makes your camera unobtrusive because it is so small as well. Going back to the video stuff, I would think the the Zoom H1 audio recorder has made a big difference as well. I mean, you guys and girls are probably the best judges of this. You know, when you listen to the podcast now, does it sound better than it did, you know, over a year ago when I got the uh, the Zoom H1, when I used to record it on my headset, my USB headset, or sometimes on my phone? I mean, think back. You know, remember those years ago when I was working for Jessup's and I recorded... I used to record the podcast on the motorway, driving backwards and forwards to, to London. Gosh, I don't know how. I mean, I listen back to some of those episodes and I think, my God, <laughs> surprise, everybody just didn't unsubscribe at that point. Now, I know I've still got a long way to go, mainly because I think I need a boom to hold the mic up above my mouth. Because, and some people have commented on this as well, and you could probably hear it now. I make lots of noises with my mouth while I'm talking. Lots of swallowing noises and gulps and things like that. And because the camera at this moment, sorry, the camera, the microphone at this moment is kind of below my mouth and back a bit, you pick all this stuff up. Whereas if it was in, it was above me and close a bit, you know, like a DJ would have a mic, you know, a radio DJ would have a mic, then you wouldn't get so much of the gulps and pops and kind of um, the plosives and that sort of thing. Um, but the Zoom H1 has been very good for, for I think, for, for the podcast, making that sound better. But also my videos as well, having a separate recorder instead of relying on the um audio from the camera it makes a massive difference it also means that i've been able to use it with a lab mic the atr3350 from audio technica and that meant i can record better better audio on location as well and the zoom h1 you know is incredibly cheap um less than 100 pounds and i think you know if you're into recording videos for youtube or or anything or podcast you can't I don't think you can go wrong by trying out a Zoom H1. I mean, it's cheaply made. It's not very tough. You'll probably break it if you drop it. But for getting your foot, uh, you know, a toe into the water of better audio, then, um, well, listen to this. Does this sound good? If it does, then maybe that's for you as well. My new phone that I got as well, round about this time last year, the HTC One Max. Lovely using that this year. Massive screen. Six-inch screen. Um... I've loved, uh, the big screen's great for watching content, Netflix, um, great for reading RSS feeds. Um, amazing battery life has been one of the biggest differences. Having a phone that actually really lasts from first thing in the morning to the last thing at night. Oh, so good now to worry about charging up. Um, the, the video quality is okay, and I've recorded quite a lot of video with it. I've done some stills. Stills, I find using a, a, a phone for stills difficult, you know, in terms of pressing the screen, and it's, it's not always that... Um, pleasing to me um, that one of the best things about the HTC One Max is the sheer loudness of the speakers. You know, if you're watching a TV program or a film on it, you know it's really blasts out. So 
I've enjoyed that. But I'd have to say probably the battery life and the big screen are the two things that, that kind of uh, really turned me on to HTC One Max. However, my favourite gadget for 2014, the one piece of equipment that I've had that's transformed the amount of content that I've been able to create in terms of podcasts and videos and working on uh, photographs as well has been my new Acer Aspire E1571 laptop. By no means a bargain buy or a, a superb performer um, because I think when I got it I didn't do any research at all I just went into um, PC World I think it was or Curry's or something like that and I had a budget of £400 and this one looked like the best one to £400 because it had the best uh, processor uh, it's been a solid performer um, but it's so much more reliable than my old laptop that used to turn itself off when it got too hot every 10 minutes um, it means that I can edit stuff on light in Lightroom photos really quickly and easily um, rendering video is a breeze it's reliable it does everything I throw at it um, you wouldn't want to play games on it because it doesn't have a fast uh, graphics processor and the screen is distinctly average but especially since I've added another four gigabytes of RAM and installed System Mechanic to kind of keep a keep a handle on the performance, um, it's been really really good. Even though it's Windows 8, but I've installed Classic Shell, so it turns it into Windows 7. Really, um, yeah, the, the, a new laptop has transformed the, the sheer quantity and hopefully some of the quality of the photographs, videos, and podcasts I produced in 2014. Now gadgets for 2015 you may well remember that camera bags are a bit of a obsession perhaps you could say for me um recently i've done reviews of the think tank photo retrospective 30 um i re-looked at the Flipside 400 from low pro and the photo runner from photo from uh, low pro but they're still not quite right, you know. I mean, my old photo runner bag, shoulder bag that you could only fit in some batteries, some memory cards, one camera with a lens, one camera body with a lens on, and a telephoto lens. I love that bag because it was lightweight. I could get the lenses easily. Um, I could change lenses without even having to look at the bag. I could just pull pull back the zips, undo the the velcro, and I was then. But I want to be able to carry um, really one of two things, and maybe both things as well, and that's. My flash, so my automatic flash, my um, Yongnuo 565, so I've got the ability to work in you know, really low light, and also my um, SJ4000 action cam, you know, the GoPro copy, so I can record sort of third-person views on out and about on photo walks and uh, testing gear out as well. And you know you just can't fit that in the in the photo runner at all. You'd have to carry everything in your pockets in your coat, which isn't really an option, especially you know if it's warm and you can't have your coat on. I thought the Retrospective 30 would be the perfect answer, but in hindsight now, after using it for a few months, I'd say maybe it's slightly too big. You can fit too much in it, and I'm too likely to overload it. And that's not the bag's fault. You know, I just put less in, in it. But, you know, when you're carrying around a bigger bag with less in it, you think, well, I'm carrying around some dead weight, aren't I? Um, however recently just before christmas a couple of days before christmas i got incredibly lucky on gumtree which is the uk's version of craigslist i guess like secondhand stuff that aren't on auctions and i managed to pick up a second-hand billingham 225 bag for the absolutely amazing price of 
£30. Now, you may have heard of the name Billingham. These are handmade um, canvas and leather bags, handmade in England. They go for crazy prices. A new Billingham 225 bag from Billingham's website goes for about £250 plus fat. So for £30, this may be one of the best bargains I've ever got, second-hand bargains. Um, I mean, the bag's probably 10, 15 years old, but it's in really good condition. Smell a bit musty, but give it a clean and it's okay. Um, and it's a shoulder-type bag, um, and it's about, about 12 inches long and 7 inches wide, which means that it's quite a bit smaller than the Retro 30, but significantly bigger than the Photo Runner, which means I can fit my camera body with a lens in, and the telephoto zoom, the flash, and I can just about squeeze the SJ4000 and a Gorillapod in it as well. But it is incredibly light. So I'm really looking forward to in 2015, hoping, fingers crossed, that I've got you know the perfect camera bag. And I've kind of settled into the idea of the fact that if I want to go out for long photo walks or I'm covering a bit of ground, I, you know, I do just basically have to stick to the camera with a lens, the telephoto zoom, and then another accessory of my choice, whether that be a flash or the SJ4000, or maybe a couple of spare lenses, any more than that. And it's just too heavy for my shoulder, and then I'd have to move on to something like the Retro 30 or, you know, a backpack. But um, look forward on YouTube for seeing comparison reviews between the Billingham 225 and the respective 30, and, a, you know, a standalone review as well. Um, and kind of to go along with the reviews, I think uh, look out for lots of stuff about the SJ4000, the little GoPro copy that I picked up for about £70 just before Christmas again. And I'm really looking forward to using this, again, just to make the videos I make for YouTube um, a little bit more interesting, you know, where you can actually see, instead of just seeing, seeing me talk to the camera when I use my phone, you'll be able to see me walking along, <laughs> third person, you know, and, and doing interesting angles. You know, I'm not a extreme sporter. You're not going to see me skiing down a piste with the SJ4000 stuck to my head. But you will see, hopefully more interesting angles on my youtube videos um and looking forward to it for using it to make time lapses actually because it's very good for that um and i today i've actually just been out and done a kind of a field trial with the billingham 225 and it'd be interesting to see the combination of there's the sj4000 action cam with the zoom h1 and a lav mic recording video that way syncing up and seeing uh seeing what we can get out of it so so there we go they're the, the gadgets i'm looking forward to playing with but who knows what other gadgets i might be able to get hold of over the next year i'm going to keep pestering lots of suppliers to send me stuff to review so i can talk about it especially lenses i think i think it's time to review um some i want to review a uh one of those super zoom lenses you know the ones that go from 18 millimeters to 270 millimeters like i think it's is it tamron or, or sigma make them um and also uh some professional lenses as well you know like your typical 28 to 72.8 or your 7200 2.8 again it would probably be the tamron or sigma versions but you never know i might even consider i might track down see how much is it to hire like a canon 7200 2.8 and uh, just really to see the comparison in terms of quality because i've got some ideas about that as well other plans for 2015, obviously photography and taking photographs is my biggest aim um, and in, you know, getting better at taking photos. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to plan all my photo projects for 2015. I've already got a massive list of videos that I want to have a crack at for YouTube. 
um, because I want to increase the viewership of the uh, YouTube channel and you know the number of subscribers to the podcast as well. And hopefully I can make the quality a little bit better and the quantity as well. Um, in terms of technical skills, I want to learn to dodge and burn a little bit better, especially in Lightroom. And I guess physically, the biggest thing for me is I want to lose weight. I've kind of started trying to lose weight in 2014, doing some exercises, but it's gone kind of gone by the by of the last couple of months. So come next week, as soon as 2015 comes, I'm going to be back doing my jumping around in the dining room, doing my exercise and controlling what I eat so I can get down to a 34-inch waist trouser rather than my current tight 38. So... This is it. That was the 250th podcast episode. And, you know, recently I've just uploaded my 500th video to YouTube as well. So I'd like to take this opportunity to thank everybody for downloading and listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me that everybody tunes in every couple of weeks and listens to me waffling on about photography and what I've been up to. I hope they've been at least a little bit interesting. Um... But, you know, I couldn't do it without the questions I get, the emails, the comments, um, the participation in the Flickr group. And I've got to say that doing this podcast has been one of the most fulfilling things I think I've done in my life. And, you know, I've been doing it for a long time and you guys have been listening to it for a long time as well. So once again, thank you very, very much. And here's to the next 250 episodes. So that's it from me. Remember, you can email me scalespeed at gmail.com and hopefully pretty soon I'll see you on Flickr.